Welcome back to Finding Wilder, the podcast. My name is Michaela Jean, and I am so grateful you have landed here. I created this podcast as a safe space to share stories of intuitive living, spirituality, creativity, dreams coming true, miracles, and so much more. One of my greatest goals in this lifetime is to remind one another we are not alone in whatever it is we are going through. To me, finding wilder means living a life that is led from the heart and intuition. It is easy to get caught up in what or who we think the world says we should be. I'm passionate about sharing stories that prove to one another that when we find our wild, listen to our hearts, and trust in something beyond ourselves, we begin to witness miracles unfold all around us. I'm here to share experiences from my own life and the lives of those who inspire me along the way. I hope you remember how worthy you are and that your dreams can come true. Thanks for being here. Let's dive into another episode of Finding Wilder. And today I am here again with my sister-in-law, Maddie Rowan. Hello. Hello. So happy to be back, Michaela. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. I'm so excited. We were just chatting and I was telling Maddie her episode, her last episode in what we're calling season one was one of the top listened to episodes. So we decided we had to do it again because I just feel like you have so much more wisdom to share with the world and uh, honored to be back thank you <laughs> yes you're so welcome so last episode we talked about how to be unwavering in who you are and what your dreams are which i just think there was so much good stuff in there and so much to just piggyback off of so i feel like to start off well as a little intro just tell everyone a little bit who you are if they didn't listen to the first episode and then i'm going to get right into these questions that i have for you sounds wonderful so my name is maddie and i'm married to michaela's amazing brother devin um and i started my entrepreneurial journey about four years ago um I was I have been on a health journey for many years now and I was at the point of my health journey where I was looking to make safer swaps within my personal care products and my the food that I was eating and the products that I was bringing into my home for example cleaning products and I was looking at the you know the toxins that we are exposed to every single day there's obviously toxins that we have control over and there's some that we have no control over so at the point in my healing journey, I wanted to make safer choices where I was able to. And for that, it was, you know, the products that I was buying. Us as consumers, we have the power over where we're spending our money and the products that we bring into our homes. And through education, um, you know, I started to make those safer swaps. And that safer swap journey led me to a company called Beauty Counter, which focuses on high-performing makeup and skincare without sacrificing ingredient safety. And I loved what they were doing. I loved the strong mission um, that drove everything that Beauty Counter, you know, had their hand in. And that mission was to get safer products into the hands of everyone. And since I had been on a journey already educating myself and swapping my products over to cleaner, safer alternatives, I wanted to help other women learn what I was learning. So I decided to link arms with Beauty Counter. So I've been a brand advocate for Beauty Counter for almost four years now. And over the course of the past four years, I've helped hundreds of women find safer products for the products that they use every single day. And that has really fueled so much of my work that I've done um, and the work that I continue to do because I truly 
wake up every single day loving what I do because I get to help so many people feel beautiful in their skin while knowing that the products that they're using, you know, are not sacrificing anything when it comes to their safety. So I've incorporated Beauty Counter into my social platforms. And I also have a lifestyle blog where I share a variety of topics from clean beauty to lifestyle to wellness tips to a few recipes. So a little bit of everything. Um, but but sharing um you know, just cleaner, safer alternatives and tips for using them has really given me just a lot of excitement um, in my day-to-day work. So that's a little bit about what I do. Thank you. And for anybody who's interested in going back and listening to the first episode we did together, I think there's a lot more detail on really like how you started your business and where it began and what brought you to Beauty Counter and the beginning of your blog and how much work went into that. So for anybody who's just tuning into this episode and didn't listen to the first one. If you go back to the first one, I'll link it in the show notes, but you'll get a, a more of a, a backstory to how Maddie got to where she is today, which is- We covered a lot in that episode. <laughs> we covered a lot, yes. And today, four years into this beauty counter journey, you, you have really, let's call it manifested, a lot of really incredible opportunities and experiences in your life through the beauty counter experience. You're in the top 1% within the company. You've gone to incredible places. You're going to Banff next, the end of this month. You've been all over the world traveling to beautiful places. You've spoken on stage, sharing your message in front of hundreds of people. You've met Jay Shetty. You've done so many (laughs) incredible things that you've manifested, but also worked so hard for. You are such a hard worker and somebody who really merges passion with hard work. And I want to ask you just what is overall, not necessarily your job, but what is the definition of a dream job? I think the definition of a dream job is something that you that you feel fueled to work towards every single day even on the hard days because everyone has hard days no matter what you're doing and when you when you wake up every single day and truly feel inspired to overcome the challenges and you know put yourself continuously out of your comfort zone and try new things and you know instead of working um instead of working better, like how can you work differently? How can you work smarter? And when you, like a dream job is never going to be perfect, but I think a dream job is how you approach any opportunity in your life. And if you approach, you know, your dream job with an open mind and a curious mind and with so much passion and purpose and accountability and ownership, like that's going to become your dream job. So I think, I think a dream job is really, just subjective on base based on the person but i feel like you can make any situation your dream job if that's truly what you believe in to be you know your calling or your path or your purpose you know at a given point in your life i love that would you say you're living your dream job right now 100 <laughs> percent. i never anticipated it <laughs> <laughs> um what is your favorite part about the work that you're doing right now um, my favorite part about the work that I, there's, oh my gosh, there's so many, I, I truly love my job. So there's so many favorite parts. Um, but I will, I'll share two. Number one is I love helping my amazing clients find products that they feel really confident in because 
when it comes to products, like it's so much more than just product. It's truly, you know, finding the confidence to go make up for each of the gym or, you know, feeling the confidence, you know, when someone compliments you, when you are running errands or, you know, picking your kids up from school because you, when you feel good about the skin you're in, and I know we both have struggled with our skin like pretty intensely. And we know the difference that, you know, just your obviously physical appearance isn't everything, but it can make a difference in how you show up and how you approach each day and approach different conversations. So having the inner confidence to, you know, just shine your light brighter, it makes a huge difference. And that trickles into every area of someone's life. So, you know, helping someone, you know, find safer products, it seems a little superficial, but it's so much more than just the products. It really is helping build their confidence and just their, just confidence in how they are presenting themselves to the world or their families or, you know, on their social media or at their job. So that, that piece is so important to me because I hear so much incredible feedback from, um, you know, clients that, that said, you know, my husband said, I looked so pretty this morning, or, you know, someone complimenting me on the, on my skin for the first time in a long time. And although those might seem, you know, simple, those make a huge difference in someone's day-to-day life. So that is really, meaningful to me and the work that I do. And especially when you're helping someone overcome some skin issues, it, it really speaks volumes for just how they show up and how they feel about themselves. And that is something that I never take for granted because I've been on the other end of really struggling with my skin. Um, and then the other piece of it is just the personal development journey that this business and this opportunity can provide women. Like I have experienced a huge transformation myself and to then see other women experiencing the same exact thing and really just stepping outside of their comfort zone and really blossoming into this incredible, you know, businesswoman who has this confidence and has this presence, like it is really special to, to witness other people, you know, go on that journey thanks to this incredible opportunity. So I I shared the business opportunity with so much passion because I know what it's done for me. And then to then see people and the women that I work with, you know, have the same thing, you know, happen to them and for them to experience wins within their business and for them to, you know, just feel good about the work they're doing and have a sense of purpose. I mean, it's so fulfilling. So I would say those two are hands on my favorite part of the work that I do. Yeah. I love that. And I see that so much for you. I think back to like the first Instagram story you ever posted to, to like, literally you were just in, where were you, where you spoke on stage in front of hundreds of people? I yeah. And I, I heard something yesterday, which was, it relates perfectly to this, but um, I'm a part of this course right now. And the, the guy who is part leading it, he said, you know, what's the hardest part about jumping into cold water? And the answer is the first five seconds. And that's truly the same for any new opportunity that you start. Like the hardest part is literally starting, like taking that first leap, posting that first Instagram story, like putting yourself out there. That can be so challenging. I remember doing my first like series of stories or videos. I was like, I could barely look at the camera. I was sweating. Like <laughs> I probably had hives. Like it's hard putting yourself out there, especially when we think like everyone is judging us or everyone is, you know, saying this and we're thinking this in reality, no one is thinking about us as much as we're thinking about ourselves. But taking that first leap is so difficult. And honestly, that's the hardest part. But, but once you get in the water, 
you start to become more comfortable. Your temperature starts to regulate. Then you're like, oh my gosh, I could stay in here all day. And that's where I'm currently in my business right now. Like I never had the confidence to do public speaking. Like I took public speaking in college. When I tell you I could barely string together like a sentence, I was a mess. I, if you would have told me, you know, four years later, I would be speaking on a stage in front of like hundreds of women. I'd be like, no way. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't, I couldn't see that for myself. But over the, over the past four years, I have continuously jumped in the water and let myself stay there and get uncomfortable because so much growth happens from being uncomfortable and you do start to get acclimated to it. And that's where the transformation happens. Mm, Yeah. And I know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you might be somebody who would identify as an introvert versus (laughs) versus an extrovert. (laughs) I'm very active on social media and every every time that I say, oh my gosh, I am such an introvert, everyone's like, really? I would have never guessed. And I'm like, yes, that's the beauty of social media because I can pick and choose when I'm showing up. But yeah, I'm 100% introvert in any in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. So how do you find the like groundedness and the confidence to take your introverted natural personality and show up in such a bold and confident way, not only just on social media, but also in person, whether it's on calls with clients or whether it's at an event in Canada? Yes. So I think it all stems from developing confidence over time. And the only way that you can develop confidence is is through action. So, you know, even though the action looked a lot different in the beginning of my business, because I didn't have a ton of confidence, but every single time I got into activity and I got in action or I did a video or I, you know, I had a one-on-one conversation with someone that was slowly building my confidence over time. And through all those little mundane tasks, those even if I didn't know it at the time, that was building my confidence. So now, you know, I I feel confident to start a conversation or to go live on my Instagram or to host the call um, because because of the little the little building blocks it took me to get here. So I think, um, yeah, I think it's just continuously staying in the action because over time that action is going to you know, develop into confidence and that confidence is going to pour into everything that you do. And for me, even though I am an introvert, I'm so fueled by the work that I'm doing and I have the confidence to keep, you know, going and keep sharing. And that, you know, that, that overcomes any sense of, you know, shyness or um, just, you know, the traits of being an introvert. But I mean, I, I do, I do take time to recharge by myself so I can show up you know, and serve other people because I, I'm doing a lot of, you know, talking to others and mentoring and coaching and, you know, posting online, which is a lot of output. So, you know, for any introverts listening, I'm sure you know that you have to also, you know, be mindful of, you know, how you're pouring into yourself in order for you to successfully pour into others. And I think once you find that balance, um, you're going to be just fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love, I love how you, how you word that too. And, I think with the confidence, like there's a level of consistency that has to come too with like doing these actions, like taking a step outside of your comfort zone or showing up in a new way or starting the conversation, whatever it may be. There has to be a level of consistency, which I feel like you really thrive with. I mean, I'm sure it's more challenging than it may look from the outside looking in, but how do you find that consistency in your workflow as 
an entrepreneur, like as a self-led businesswoman? I think that's such a great question because it can go one of two ways. If you don't have a boss, there's no one telling you like, here's what you need to do every single day to move your business forward. So you can either not be consistent or you can be consistent, obviously. But for me, when I was, when I was, you know, picturing how I was going to work my business, I work my businesses primarily online. And I knew that in order to see the results that I wanted, I needed to be consistent because if you are picturing, you know, just picture a calendar month. If you're consistent posting every single Monday, you know, it's going to take you that's only that's only four touch points. That's only four times you're putting your message out there rather than what if you were consistent Monday through Friday? What does that look like? That's, you know, that's 20 times instead of four times. So when you're looking at how, and everyone has a different version of what's consistent for them. For me, it's every day. And that's something that I can commit to. And I feel inspired by. And honestly, at this point in my business, it just, it's become so natural to me to be consistent because I feel like I have so much to share and not enough time. So it just <laughs> flows into every single day. Um, but when you when you're looking at the bigger picture and i know we talked a lot on the last call about just goal setting and like working towards the things that you want to achieve in your life it's how quick do you want to achieve that if you want if you want results quicker you have to be consistent um more consecutively because when you are sporadic in your consistency it's going to take you longer to get your results because just relating back to the example that i gave instead of you know posting every single monday that what if you could put do those posts in one week that would put you further than if you were to just do it you know once a week so that's how i've looked at my business um in order to get where i wanted to go i needed to be consistent because i wanted because because consistency compounds and i wanted that to be the case for my business and for me that looked like every day and that's something that you know i feel inspired to do and you know maybe that will change over time but as of right now that's what that's been working for me and it, it brings me a lot of excitement to share so it doesn't it honestly doesn't feel like work but um consistency is huge in anything that you want to do especially if you want to re see results sooner rather than later yeah what about for the person who's like yeah yeah sure maddie like you know what you want to do like you have it all figured out like blah 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 like that sounds great but i have this voice that's like telling me well nobody's gonna like this idea or nobody's gonna agree with this or like what about that person who has that like nagging voice that like has an idea or is inspired by something but like won't put themselves out there because they're afraid of what other people will think absolutely um i think that's i think a lot of people can resonate with that and honestly that almost prevented me from starting my beauty counter business because i remember i remember you know slightly judging people that sold products on social media i'm like oh that would never be for me i will never be that girl and look at me like i couldn't imagine doing anything else four years later but i think we we let those people you know dictate our lives and in reality people are never thinking about us as much as we're thinking about ourselves or like we overanalyze everything that we do while someone from the outside could think like we're the most amazing person on earth. We have the, all this confidence to start something new. And, you know, the person on the other side of the screen, for example, is never going to hear the inner dialogue that you have. So I think in the beginning, it's so important for honestly, for you to believe in your message or for you to truly believe in what you want to do, because I think that's the most important thing in the beginning, because honestly, you don't really need anyone to believe in your dream in the beginning because that's yours. And you over time, 
you can, you can show people like, this is why I'm doing this, or you can prove to them, you know, this is why this is important to me, or this is why it's important to the world. Um, and that will, that, that trust and that, you know, like, like ability will be established over time. People don't have to understand the beginning. And I think if you allow yourself just the freedom to try new things and to see, you know, try things on for size, it might not be for you. You know, beauty counter is not the answer for everyone. It, I was lucky enough for it to be the answer for me, but it's not the answer for everyone. So, you know, what can you, what can you allow yourself to try? You know, even if, even though something might not work out for you, doesn't mean it's a failure. It just means it wasn't the best fit for you. So are you giving yourself that grace to try new things without, you know, worrying about the judgment of others? And I think when we have that freedom of truly just doing things that light us up, I think that is, I think that's the sweet spot, but I think it's really important for you to drown out everything and to, for you to just stay in your lane. If you have something really you know, important to you, if you have something that you are so passionate about, um, you know, nothing else matters. Lean into that and see, see where it takes you. Something that I, um, I had a mindset shift about two months into my business. Um, because I had, I had this voice in my head telling me like, no one was interested in beauty counter. Like no one would be interested in, you know, responding to my polls on social media, or no one would be interested in clean products. And I, I had this mindset shift and I don't know where it came from, but I was like, what if I just showed up as if everyone was dying to know more about beauty counter? Like that would change how I presented it. It would change like how I showed up and the energy that I brought to it. And when I tell you that really made a huge difference, it made a huge difference. So if you are, if you're on the fence about, you know, sharing something new on social media or starting that new business, what if you brought the energy of, I know someone out there is dying to know more about this, or I know this thing that I've created, it's going to help so many people. And that's the energy that I'm going to bring to it. And honestly, watch what that does to your confidence, because if you are coming from that headspace rather than no one wants to, you know, no one's going to support me or no one wants to hear about this, you know, both of those will, will transmit into, you know, whatever you're putting out into the world. So choose one rather than the other to serve you better. That's huge. And that's such a, like, I hope somebody rewinds and listens to that again, if they feel they need to, because that is like very potent information. Like that is very, very, very strong and good advice. Like if you show up to something unclear or if you're wavering or you're ambivalent about something in a conversation with somebody or a job interview or whatever it may be, whatever energy you show up with is, is exactly what people are receiving and exactly what they're going to give back to you. So I think that's huge. And I think that's exactly how you show up. Like I, I have no idea. Maybe five people watch your Instagram stories and one person is interested, but you show up like 5 million are. Absolutely. And there's, I'm sure people have heard the saying, whether you say you can or you can't, both are true. Like both are true. And that's the same thing with the energy you bring to whatever you're sharing, whatever you're putting out into the world. What, What you believe is true. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So what about for the person who doesn't have clarity? Like, I feel like you're at a point where you have the clarity, you have the consistency, like you know what your goals are and what you're going after um, and what you're working towards. What about for that person who, I guess like what, what are your tips on getting clear on your message so that the people 
like for instance social media on instagram like what are your tips on growing social media and i think a lot of that comes back to like getting clear on like what your message is and who are your people because the clearer you are i personally struggle with this as somebody who has like seven different instagram accounts with like a hundred followers just because like (laughs) i'm trying to like keep my brain like clear and like compartmentalize things which i don't necessarily think is the answer for growing anything on social media. Um, yeah, what are your your tips for growing on social media and getting clear on what your message is so that the right people can find you and you can find the people that you're ready to connect with? Absolutely. To touch upon the clarity before I get into social media, I think sometimes for clarity, it's it's better to work backwards almost. Like, like I'm sure everyone has this picture of what you want to achieve in your life, or maybe you have a financial goal, or maybe you want to, you know, if you have a um, like a personal goal or a job goal, whatever it is, like picture what you want to create in your life and almost work backwards of like, how am I going to get there? Like, what are the steps that I can do to help me get there? Is it, you know, if I have the goal of, you know, creating an online business, like you're going to have to post on social media, you're going to have to create content, you're going to have to, you know, have a strong, you know, personal message and a mission behind what you, you know, are sharing every single day to keep you going. So I almost think working backwards in that sense is more beneficial to just help you because it's all funneling back to that main goal or what you what you want to achieve. And and honestly, social media is no different because I think with social media, we get so caught up in the followers and we're, we're always wanting more. We're always wanting more likes, more views, more, more everything. Um, and I have grown my social media over time, but it has not been, it has not been quick, especially compared to other accounts. But honestly, I'm, I'm okay with that because I know that I am, I'm showing up for the people who are currently in my little community on social media. And I think that's so, I think it's so important because when you, even if you have 200 followers, imagine if 200 people were in a room listening to your message, like standing in line to buy your product, you'd be overwhelmed. You'd be like, oh my gosh, I need like 10 of me. I can't, I can't take all this business right now. Like it would be incredible for anyone. So I think, you know, we immediately look at 200 followers and we're like, oh my gosh, 200, that's not enough. That's not enough people. But what if you showed up every single day and truly served the people that were watching you? Even if you did have have 10 people watching your stories or, you know, 100 people watching your stories, that's 100 people taking time out of their day to consume whatever you're sharing. So I, a few years ago, um, because I had gone through, you know, many different strategies of trying to grow my account when that was like really the trendy thing to do, like just trying different methods and all that thing, all that stuff. Um, but I had, I had another mindset shift of like, I'm going to, I'm going to truly show up and serve the people who I have currently following me. And if anyone else wants to join in, great. (laughs) But I think coming from that mindset of, I have enough, I have enough people and I know people are going to, you know, come to my page organically. Um, you know, if I'm, if I'm delivering, you know, valuable content and valuable content looks different for everyone, depending on what you are using your Instagram for. Um, but for me, I really wanted to hone in on clean beauty because that's, that's my main passion. That's my main focus. And that has, once I really narrowed down on that, it has helped me grow my account because then on stories, I'm able to share different areas of my life and different, you know, 
some some food things like my my favorite Ollie pop of the day like all the little things that you know make a make a brand more um just juicy just more more substance um but what i'm creating on my instagram feed is really specific to the person that i want to speak to which is someone who is interested in making safer choices someone who maybe already loves beauty counter who wants to learn how to use their products better um and i have a lot of fun with it and it's I think having fun with the content that you're creating also translates and that will attract more people to your page. But I think it's really just coming from that place of I'm going to show up and serve the people that I have and people are naturally going to come to my page. And, you know, I hope they stick around once, once they find me, (laughs) but I mean, I know we, we, we both work our businesses online and, you know, it's, it's something that is ever changing. And I don't think one strategy works for everyone because everyone is so different online and everyone has, you know, there's so many different experts that will tell you one thing and then another expert will tell you another thing. You know, someone will tell you hashtags don't work anymore, but I swear by hashtags. So I keep using them. So it really just is a lot of trial and error and, you know, just giving yourself permission to, to work differently, to work smarter, to try different things and to see what sticks. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. I feel like I'm going to title this episode like a coaching session with Maddie Rowan. I feel like we're getting so many, so much good info in here. People are going to be manifesting their dream jobs by the end of this. Um, I want to back up for a second because I know that there have been seasons in your life where you haven't been this like motivated and passionate and uh, validated personally by the work that you're doing. I know there's been seasons where you've not only had health things going on, but also you've been in seasons where you felt maybe undervalued and overlooked. And I was wondering if you could touch upon that and what that looked like and how did you continue to show up for yourself? Yes, I would love to talk about this. And I actually talked about it for the first time on social media just last month, Um, but I just felt really called to, to share about it. And I was so thrilled because it actually resonated with a lot of women. And I feel like that's a common theme along so many people where we're in a situation where we are not valued. We're not, we're not seen for the work that we're doing or for the passion that we're bringing. And for me, that was, that was me for four years in college. And um, I talked about my journey with basketball in our last podcast episode, but I played basketball my pretty much my entire life. And I had this huge goal of, you know, getting a full scholarship to play basketball in college. And once I did achieve that, I thought my life was going to be so good. Like I finally achieved my goal. I was so excited to, you know, be at this school. And when I tell you it was the hardest four years of my life, it was so difficult. Um, And everything that I thought my college basketball experience would be, it was truly the opposite of it. And that took a tremendous toll on all areas of my life, especially, you know, when you have had this goal for so long, like I had this goal from when I was in sixth grade. And when you're visualizing something every single day, and when you finally have it happen, and then it's not what it actually is, (laughs) or, you know, when you get there and you're not, you know, valued or you're overlooked and you're, you just don't feel appreciated with anything that you do. It truly was so difficult. Um, And that's, that's really when I saw my health start to decline too, because I think it just was so heavy on my, my mind, my heart, like it was so difficult. So 
essentially it was, you know, my four years of basketball, I just didn't go the way that I anticipated it. And it was very difficult because I still had to show up every single day for practices. I still had to show up every single day for games. I always put in extra time in the gym, whether I came early for practice, um, stayed later, you know, went in the gym on my off days and to never be, you know, acknowledged for the work that you're putting in is really, really difficult. Um, but I always say like basketball is my greatest teacher in my life still to this day because it's it taught me so much about myself and how I can say the course if something is important to me. And for me, you know, I didn't want to forego my college scholarship just because things were hard. And I think every in every season that we're in, like there's always going to be something hard, but it also we also, you know, have the opportunity to change course and change directions. And for me, I knew that was going to be a very small amount of time in my life you know it's four years in comparison to the rest of my life ahead of me and for me i saw the end goal of you know i'm getting my i'm getting my school paid for and that that is worth the hard days and i kid you not michaela some days i questioned it i was like it is not worth these hard days um but after i graduated it was it was very difficult because i was coming off of those four years of just honestly like i felt like, especially because my, I feel like a huge part of my worth was attached to basketball for so long and then to not be appreciated and to not just to be completely overlooked and really just like cast to the sidelines, literally. (laughs) Um, It was, it was very difficult. So I really had to find myself again. And I actually had to find myself like to begin with, because I feel like so much of me was attached to basketball because that was such a huge part of my life for so long. And you know, everything was attached in some way or shape or form to basketball. So I, that was a huge learning curve after I graduated, because then I had to start all over of like, what am I going to do for me? Like, how am I going to find something that I'm passionate about again? You know, how am I going to find something that I can, you know, I always knew that I really didn't want to work for anyone, but I didn't, I had no idea what that was going to look like. Um, and to now be in a position where I am seen for the hard work that I'm putting in, I'm valued for, you know, what I'm contributing to my business, to, you know, other people's businesses, to beauty counter in general, you know, to, to know that I'm making a difference and I, and to know that my, you know, to know that my work, like I have control over my outcome in beauty counter in basketball. Like I had control over what I was doing, but I didn't have control over the outcome because that was in someone else's hands. So, I mean, I think beauty counter really, for me, it's been like the perfect blend because everything that I was lacking and everything that I really wanted, like I am being seen now. And I think everyone deserves to be in a position where they're seen, where they're heard, where their story is valued, where their, you know, their hard work and their talents are valued. And that is really, it's really important for, for us to be fulfilled in that way. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to be seen and wanting to be celebrated because it's really hard when you're on the other end and where you're doing all this work and you're not being celebrated at all, or, you know, you just are completely overlooked. Um, So that was a very trying time in my life, but I'm so glad that I just kept going because it led me to my next chapter where, you know, it's the complete opposite. Mm, Yeah. So much good stuff. I... I think for context, um, Maddie and I both come from a very basketball heavy family. Her, her dad played professional basketball. Her brother still plays. My brother still plays professional basketball. Um, 
there's a lot of basketball. And I, I wonder for you, you know, like adulthood is such a funny thing, right? Like we, from childhood through our teenage years and even into like our 20s and for men, many of us, maybe even longer, like we, we have our family, right? The family that we're born into and the goals that maybe we're born into and the, the drive for certain things that we're just kind of like, we know because it's where we come from. And then at a certain point in our lives, we, we start to realize like, hey, that thing that I've been working so hard for, like maybe isn't my goal anymore. Like may, maybe it was at a time or maybe it wasn't at a time, but you hit a point in life where it's like, you can keep going down the path of, this is the goal that I was born into. And these were the ambitions that I had because of the environment that was around me. These are the friends that I have because they were in my neighborhood when I was little. Like you don't have to keep the same friends from six years old for the rest of your life. You don't have to keep the same goals throughout your entire life just because it was something that you're born into. And I'm not saying that like your basketball dream was not your own, but it was also a product of your environment. You know, like if you grew up in a soccer family, it would probably be possibly a a soccer dream. And I think it's just, it is so cool to see like the two not two different paths because you know you they're all one path but to kind of see your work ethic being so consistent but the the liberation that you feel when you feel the support of other people and you feel like you're really being seen and you feel like you're really being empowered and you feel like you're being pushed to succeed rather than again on the sideline even when your level of hard work and effort is is the same and it's yeah 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 i think that's so spot on and even even like as you mentioned like being a product of your environment i think that can really translate into the work that we do as well michaela because i think especially you know both you and I are entrepreneurs. We work for ourselves. We don't have a boss. And I think that is even going against the grain because, you know, we're told that, you know, to get a job where, you know, we have all these things and, you know, it's this, it's a safe, smart decision for a lot of people. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. If that's something that you truly want to do, but you know, what if like, maybe you do have something, you know, weighing on your heart that you want to start, or maybe you want to, you know, work towards leaving your nine to five job or whatever it is, like taking your own path, like even if it is against the grain, like you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to change directions at any point in your life. And, you know, for me, that has, I I had to change directions after I was done playing basketball because I needed to find who I was. And I also needed to find, you know, other things that I was passionate about because, you know, I was very, very passionate about basketball for a long time. And due to just the circumstances of my college journey, like a lot of that passion went away and I was just like hanging on because I I needed to get my schooling paid for. (laughs) Um, So I had to redirect to find something else that I was passionate about that was going to fuel me heading into my next chapter. Mm -hmm. Sticking with the product of your environment thing for a minute, because I know like the product of our environment, that could mean people, it can be where we're living, um, who we surround ourselves with, what kind of environment we physically are in. You're somebody who is moving around a lot with um, Devin's work, um, traveling so much. And I think we may have touched upon this a little bit in our last episode, but 
how do you create an environment for yourself that allows you to stay consistent and allows you to show up when maybe you aren't, you know, at the exact same desk in the exact same place every day? Yes, I think that's a great question. And I think it really comes down to taking ownership. Like you have to take ownership. If you are in the driver's seat of your life, like you can't blame it on a circumstance or you can't blame it on another person. Like if you want to achieve a goal, if you want to work towards, you know, a promotion within your business, if you want to work towards launching something special or, you know, whatever it is, whatever passion project that you might have, like it is up to you. (laughs) It's up to you. I could, you know, you could take the, the route of feeling sorry for yourself or you can, you know, approach it with, you know, I don't care what my circumstances are. This is important to me. And this is what I'm working towards. And I don't care if I have to, you know, set up a desk in the middle of the road, like I'm going to work towards what I want to work towards because no one is responsible for that except me. And I'm in the driver's seat and I need to take accountability and ownership for the things that I'm working towards and the things that I want. And if I don't, you know, that's not going to happen. So I think, it all comes back to you and that ownership of just, I'm going to show up for what I want. I'm going to show up for my goals every single day. And, you know, nothing's going to, nothing's going to prevent me from, from going where I want to go, no matter what country time zone (laughs) house I'm in, I'm going to, I'm going to stay consistent because I'm committed to what I want to achieve. And I'm committed to myself and the journey that I'm on, you know, regarding, any area of my life, whether it's my blog, whether it's my beauty counter business, whether it's taking care of my health, um, because those are all things that I have committed myself to because I have this vision for what I want to create every single day. Yeah. What about when it's your, it feels like your body or your health is holding you back? I know you've gone on your own <laughs> your journey. We've both been on a skin journey and the skin journey is a hard journey. And I know the health and the body and like finding the energy and like or just feeling unwell in your body sometimes it is so hard to show up when you are uncomfortable in your body like physically in pain or itching or like just not having the energy like walk us through a little bit of that journey for you I wish I had more profound advice regarding this but I mean I I feel like so I Earlier this year in 2023, I put my um, eczema into remission, which the type of eczema that I have had, um, if you Google it, it'll say no cure, you're going to have it for the rest of your life, like, good luck finding something that works. And I had it first showed itself on my hand in October of 2020. So it's almost been three years. Um, But for two years, I struggled every single day and it truly altered my life. Like I do not say that lightly. And I, I even played it down. Like I obviously didn't share the super hard days on social media, but there were some very hard days. Like I truly lost use of my left hand and you don't realize how often you use your hands until you, you like, you can't use your hand. And last summer was truly some of the hardest days for me because my eczema also went on my face. And let me just say, when you're selling skincare and makeup, when you have your face swollen with eczema and your eyes like are swelled shut and you have patches and you have this mangled hand, like it's, it's a, it was hard. It was very hard. And I honestly don't have much advice for overcoming that because every single day, like it was, it was a challenge showing up for my business and for myself, because I was just 
so upset and in so much pain and so uncomfortable. And I was just doing whatever that I, whatever I could to just get by. Um, but finally it was, it was last, last August where I had some of my worst flares at the end of last July. And I was like, I have to do something different because I was so desperate and I had tried pretty much everything up to that point, but you really don't value your health until you unfortunately are struggling with something. And for me, I had always had like almost invisible symptoms other than I've had really bad acne at one point. Um, but other than that, I had never had anything like come through my skin. Like I never, I never thought I would have eczema. I never thought, you know, you don't think you would, you get these things until, you know, it shows up one day. Um, and you know, I, it was, it was so honestly emotional and telling because, you know, you think you feel fine or you think you look fine until you have this thing coming through your skin and you're like, oh my gosh, something within me is not okay. Like, how is this coming through my skin? You know, everyone has different beliefs, but I truly believe anything, you know, that's coming through your skin topically is as a result of something happening and something off internally. And that's what I believe with my eczema, um, especially because especially in the beginning of my eczema journey, I had tried, you know, I was really desperate. So I did try some topical steroids and I even tried some internal steroids, which should have cured it. Um, but as I researched more about eczema in general, like there's so many band-aids and I didn't want a band-aid and I definitely didn't want a band-aid for the rest of my life. Like I, it makes me so mad. Like I was just watching um, one of my shows and this eczema commercial came up where it's like, take a pill for the rest of your life to manage your eczema symptoms. And I'm like, I don't, I, people shouldn't have to take a pill to manage their symptoms every single day of their life. And it's like, it's so unfair that it's resorted to that because, you know, that information just isn't shared with everyone. So I, after a few months, I really just took my own self on a little natural healing journey. And I was like, I'm going to figure this out one way or another, because I'm, I know I'm not going to struggle with this for the rest of my life. And I was successfully able to through the medical medium cleanses, which I, I think we did touch upon that a little bit in the last episode. But for me, that was my answer. And, and similar to how beauty counter isn't the answer for everyone, like there's no one size fits all for healing. So you have to really pick and choose what works best for you. But for me, I reached a point of desperation regarding all things because it was it was truly like my hand was <laughs> it didn't even look like my hand. It was really, really bad. And I, I knew I had to do something differently. And so I did my first cleanse um, this time last, uh, this time last year. Yeah. And that was really the cattle that that was the catapult for what, you know, where I am now, where I haven't had a major flare in almost a year, which has been pretty remarkable, especially when I consider where I was before I did my cleanse. So that was, a, again, a very difficult season, especially when you still have to show up and work your business and show up online and, you know, just show up in your everyday life. And it's really hard when, you know, you have something visible on your skin that is like reminding you of it every single day. And for, for eczema too, like stress can be a huge trigger of eczema when, where I felt like my eczema was a main cause of my stress. So it just was like this constant cycle of like feeling so stressed and that didn't help my flares. And then again, just stuck in that cycle of not knowing what to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know that journey. Well, oh, you, I know you get me. <laughs> 
I know that journey so well. It becomes, it becomes like this touch point. It becomes consuming. Like it, I was completely consumed. Yeah, it was. Yeah, my skin was a face thing. And it was like when you can't even look at yourself in the mirror, look at your own hand. Like it's, it's so, it, it is, it's a cycle. You're like, is my stress and my anxiety and my shame like perpetuating the cycle or is it the other way around it's like which came first the chicken or the egg and it's oh it's a toxic cycle and I know a lot of people can relate and a lot of people are still in the cycle and a lot of people are out of the cycle and gosh I think with the skin stuff it's just like reminding people that you are not alone and that they're there That's the is, biggest thing, yeah. Yeah, and I think too. I think too along the way, like finding the things that do bring you joy and bring you confidence. I actually like remember at one point my mom, my mom saying to me when I was like in the thick of it, she was like, "Why don't you just find something that makes you confident? Like put on some makeup and just like go out and like feel beautiful." And you know me, like makeup isn't really my. <laughs> my like mo i was like mom terrible idea but it's actually stuck with me and like sometimes on days where i'm like i just want to feel a little like woo i'll just throw on some mascara whatever and i'm like yeah but i think for you like makeup and skin products like are something that really do just like bring you so much joy and like just like put that fire like under you to like get your day going in a way that like really brings you a lot of joy and brings you that confidence and for I think some people and a lot of people like that is an, such a beautiful tool which is I think why Beauty Counter is so remarkable. I also think for other people it might be something different. It might be really cool earrings or it might be like yes. I feel most beautiful like after I go for a bike ride and then jump in the ocean and then I come out and I'm like I, I love that for you. I'm glowing. <laughs> you know but like everyone. It is so true. Everyone has their own like little thing and even like I started wearing press-on nails like mm-hmm. about almost a year, about like a year and a half after I first got eczema because the type of eczema that I had rots your nails, which mm-hmm. is another side effect that I never anticipated. But I, so I had these, not only was my hand gross, I had these rotted fingernails, which I've always had healthy, strong nails. And now I'm looking at my fingernails subconsciously because I'm like, oh my gosh, these look disgusting. So I started wearing these press on nails and like, it's little things like that, that Mm -hmm. truly make a huge difference. And like, maybe my, my skin still didn't look great, but like my nails look good. (laughs) It's like, okay, here's a win. But that little win can be literally anything, anything that can brighten your spirit. Take it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yep. I think there's, there's so much truth to that. Just like following those little like pings of, of joy. Yep. Absolutely. Follow the joy. Follow the joy. Um, Do you think you can dream too big? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, no way. I No, because I know we talked about the magic practice in our last episode, but I mean, you, I mean, we're, we're in the driver's seat of our life. If we want to achieve something, you know, there's no telling what we can or cannot achieve. And there's this thing that like occasionally floats around social media where it's like Oprah didn't start her show until she was like 40. Then like someone didn't start this until, you know, Chris mm-hmm. Jenner didn't start her business until she was like 56. So like we have time, like we, there's, 
there's always an opportunity for us to step into our dream life or for us to step into our dream job or for us to, you know, create whatever we want to create with our lives. There's, there's always time and there's, you always have the decision to take a step towards that, that goal or that, you know, dream that you have. And, you know, I truly believe there's, if you dream something, you can achieve it. Like it's not put in your mind for the sake of it. Like it's up to you and and you have that power over your every single day to to work towards it and to you know continue to to manifest the specifics of what it looks like and for you to surround yourself with people that can help you get there and for you to you know take advantage of opportunities that will help you further your knowledge to get there like there's so much available to us and we have so many resources especially in the you know with Google and the amazing, you know, social media accounts that we can learn so much from. So I really don't think there's, there's a limit for what you want to achieve. And that's how I approach my every single day. And if you don't, like, I I encourage you, if you're listening to dream bigger, because it's not going to do anything, but, you know, inspire you. And I always say, like, even if you set a goal, and if you don't achieve it, like, who cares? keep working towards it. Like you can extend the date. It's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's just so powerful for, for you to be really specific in what that dream life or that dream job or that dream goal looks like, because that's going to fuel you every single, every single day that you wake up, you're going to be reminded of what you're working towards. And that can be a really powerful thing. Mm. Do you have any like core, like in your experience, have there been any like core foundations or belief patterns that go along with manifesting your dreams? Um, I think, well, I think it really all stems from gratitude. I think if you're not grateful for where you are right now, how can you expect to attract more and, you know, be more? And I also think um, at the beginning of this year, I started listening to this nine minute YouTube video every single morning where it's an affirmation manifestation, like little video. And essentially what it does is it helps you replace the thoughts that you like, it helps you replace your subconscious thoughts for more empowering, um, just visualization thoughts and, and just, they're really just empowering. And it is so interesting because our thoughts are constantly on replay. Like our, our brain repeats the same thoughts, like, like 80% of the time, which is pretty crazy. And it takes a lot of work for us to subconsciously retrain our brains to think a new thought or to, you know, adapt a new mindset or a mentality. And it takes a lot of work. So that was how, that's how I have, especially this year have really worked on my mindset of, you know, visualization and manifestation, because every single morning I'm starting my day with playing these thoughts in my head. And the practice is he says the thought he says the affirmation, then you can either say it or you can, I've watched, I've listened to it enough times where I can just, you know, pretty much recite the entire thing, um, along with him, but like really doing like feeding your, feeding your mind with those empowering thoughts to the point where, you can you can have them play subconsciously because our minds usually go to our comfort zone which is the thoughts that we've been replaying you know maybe from our childhood from our teenage years from you know another area in our life but how can you how can you choose a more empowering thought and you're probably not going to do that without you know spending time on your mindset so how are you pouring into yourself of 
channeling like here's how I'm going to choose a more empowering thought. And if you, if you're not just coming up with them, like utilize tools available to you, there's really great manifestation tools. There's, you know, you can Google affirmations, but, um, I really love that, that affirmation video that I listen to every morning because it helps you, it helps you just rewire your brain for choosing, choosing something more empowering. And I think, I think that's huge because the thoughts that we tell ourselves is so true. And relating back to what we mentioned of like, whether you say you can or you can't, both are true. So what thought are you, do you have subconsciously playing in your brain that could be preventing you from taking that step towards your dream or for you, you know, having the confidence to show up in the way that you want to? Um, I think you can never work too hard on your mindset because that's the thing that's always going to be with us. And that's, you know, that's our driving force for a lot of the things that we do in our life. So why not take care of that and to really, you know, pour into yourself and the thoughts that you're thinking because your thoughts create your life. <laughs> mm-hmm. You'll have to share that with me, the meditation oh, and we'll yes. put it in the show notes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Lacey Phillips work at all to be magnetic but she, yes. she's coined the term expander and somebody who, you know, kind of has lived a similar life to you maybe and is doing something with their life that you really admire or that may be something that you want. Maybe they have something that you ha- that you want or live their life in a way that you want. Do you have somebody in your life right now who's an inspiration or an expander for you? Yes. Um, one of my mentors within Beauty Counter, um, her name is Jen and she is incredible. I met her very early on in my beauty counter business and I had really never met um like a true female leader like a in a an amazing leadership position who was a woman and she did it with so much grace and with so much love and just I didn't really know her too well at the time of, of our first meeting but now over the 4 years that I've gotten to know her she is truly the epitome of, of a leader, of a really incredible leader who leads with so much love. She's so generous with her time. Um, I could really go on and on and on, but she, what she's built with Beauty Counter is nothing short of extraordinary. And she's a huge role model for me. She's a huge mentor of mine. And um, I really encourage anyone, if no matter what position you're in, like try find someone that you want to emulate. And I think if you're in a position where you can learn from them, take every opportunity you can to be in a position or to be in the same room or on the same call as someone who you really admire because you can learn so much from other people, especially if they're doing their job really well, which hopefully they are if, they, if they're someone that you look up to. Um, but learning from others who are where you want to be also shows you that it is possible like people are doing it and it can be done in a certain way and it's so powerful and especially for me like seeing such a such an incredible empowered woman being in such a high leadership role while serving so many people like leading thousands you know having a wonderful income like that is so incredible and that was something that i immediately latched on to and i was like i want to learn everything <laughs> from her um and i've been grateful to learn from her so i think having a mentor in anything that you do is so important because there's always someone there's always going to be someone ahead of you and there's always going to be someone who's you know better better at some things than you and it's such a beautiful 
thing to learn from other people, especially people who are doing things the right way and people who are doing things well. Um, and you know, you can also, you can also, um, you know, you can also just, you can learn a lot by being a student and anytime that you put your, put yourself in a position to be a sponge and be a student um, is so valuable and something that I feel like doesn't get enough credit, especially after we leave school, there's not a lot of opportunities for us to learn. Um, so how can you, how can you learn? How can you step outside of your comfort zone and how can you put yourself in a position to maybe learn from someone that you really admire? So good. So well said. What are, do you have a big dream coming up, a big goal that you're working towards? Um, I, I do have a big goal that I'm working towards. I'm currently working towards my next promotion <laughs> and it's really exciting because as you promote through Beauty Counter, it just truly means that other women within your business are seeing huge wins. And I love that my work now you know, has an influence in other women's lives, building businesses. And that's something it's, it's just so powerful because beauty counter encompasses so many incredible pieces, whether it's our incredible mission or and our advocacy work and our, you know, amazing products, but also, you know, we have an income opportunity that allows, you know, women like myself to do this as a job. And, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with making an income while also making an impact. And I think Beauty Counter just meshes the two so beautifully together. And for for me to see the women that I partner with having success within their business, it's so fulfilling and it's so exciting. And that really excites me as I'm working towards the next stages of my personal business. Yeah, I feel like you're so expansive. Well, I know you are so expansive for other people, especially <laughs> in Beauty Counter, which is really exciting. Oh, this has been really, really great. Do you have anything burning to add on? I don't think out? so. I think we've covered a lot, but I think I think the message that has been pretty relevant in my life lately is just to, like, how can you take ownership over the things that you want? And I think that is relevant to any area of your life. You are always in control. You're always in the driver's seat. And whether you choose yes or whether you choose no, like, that is your decision to choose. And there is no one to blame or there's no one to do the work except you because you are you're the you can take ownership of your life and even though that looks different for everyone it still comes down to the, the decision of you choosing you and i think that's really important and a great reminder for everyone mm, so good so glad in everybody so good in <laughs> yeah. oh, thank you so much i know we did these last two questions last time but you know your sun moon and rising sign um, astrology. We'll have to look back at them. I think you're a. Are you a? You're a Libra Sun. Yes. Are you a double Libra? No, I think I was. Um, I something Gemini. I feel like you have something Gemini. Um, I feel like you're a Libra Sun, Gemini rising, and oh, what is the other one? Capricorn. Capricorn. Like was you're... it Taurus? Like oh, Taurus. Like... I knew it was an Earth sign. Yeah, it might be Taurus. I feel like it is Taurus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because you got that, like, Libra, like, community balance, bring people together, like, oh. kind of thing. <laughs> and then Gemini. I feel like we talked about Gemini because, like, it's, you have all these different 
aspects of like, I mean, you could do the basketball thing and you can do the, yeah, because we yeah. touched upon like, yeah. oh, <laughs> basketball outfit Maddie, then like lipstick Maddie. <laughs> Yes, exactly. The Taurus. It must have been your Taurus moon, I think, which is a lot about like your your emotional body. So I think you can definitely show up very grounded and focused on on the work that you do, which Taurus is an earth sign. Um, (laughs) And last question, I know you answered it last time, but what does finding wilder mean to you? In relation to our conversation today, I feel like finding wilder... I think you should give yourself the permission to go off the beaten path if there is something that is really speaking to you, even if you don't have any friends doing it, even if your family thinks you're crazy, even if you are scared to post about it on social media, like lean into what is exciting you right now. And if, you know, if that's something completely out of your comfort zone, just, just try because you will never know until you try. And, you know, what if you, like we said, like, what if you showed up with that excitement of everyone is dying to hear more about whatever it is, like take that energy into whatever that is. And, you know, it's okay to steer off the path that you're currently on to start a new chapter for yourself and to really have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. So good. Thank you. I love that piece of advice on like showing up as if everyone was dying to hear what you had to say. I think that's a huge difference. That is huge. Okay, where can people find you if they want to connect or follow along? Amazing. So I'm always on Instagram every day, um, Maddie underscore Rowan. And then I have my lifestyle blog called Everyday with Maddie Ray that you can just type in Google and it'll pop right up. Perfect. (laughs) But I would love to connect. (laughs) Perfect. And I can't remember the episode number, but our last episode together was called Be Wavering, Be Unwavering and Who You Are and What Your Dreams Are. So I will link all of that below. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Michaela. This was so wonderful. This was so fun. Bye, everyone. Bye. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to another episode of Finding Wilder. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you did, it would mean the world if you leave a review or if you share the podcast episode somewhere in the socials, because that's how the world flies these days. Thank you again for being here. If you want to find more about me, my website is michaelajean.com, M-I-C-A-Y-L-A-J-E-A-N.com. Find me at michaela.jean on Instagram. I have an account with daily channeled messages called Wilder Daily also on Instagram, and you can find more information about my wedding photography at Michaela Jean Photography, also on Instagram. I hope you have the best dang day, and we'll see you next time. Bye!